My guest today is Arthur Geese here to discuss his review of Battlefield Hardline. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Arthur, welcome, welcome back to the program. Hi, Justin. Deja vu. Honk. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's like we've tried to record this four or five times, and I keep messing something up. Or almost. I'm referring to the experience of reviewing another Battlefield game. Yeah, another Battle... You're back. I am. Back on the Battlefield horse. Um, let me start with this. What is your... Like, before, before you played Hardline, what was sort of like your take on the Battlefield series versus the, some of the other like major FPS franchises? Um, I think that Battlefield has, has separated itself in recent years uh, by virtue of its map size, its gunplay, and its squad mechanics. Um, it's not the Twitch shooter that something like Call of Duty is. I think it's very motivated by uh, positioning and physics. Like Stuff like Bullet Drop is something that's very important in Battlefield and not so much in Call of Duty. Um, and I, I think that the last few Battlefield games have seen sort of the evolution of those ideas, like Bad Company 2, which is sort of like the first Battlefield game of the modern era. It was the most successful Battlefield game up to the point it released, uh, was about squads and destruction, and then Battlefield 3 was about big maps and the squad mechanics that Battlefield Bad Company 2 introduced, and Battlefield 4 tried to marry those things and add... Uh, dynamic level changes over time um which puts battlefield hardline in sort of a weird position well would you say battlefield has a has an identity crisis or does that is that part of its strengths um i, I mean i think battlefield as a multiplayer game has has had a pretty consistent identity it, it's been about destruction in teamwork in a way that not a lot of other shooters are like when i think of call of duty i don't think of teamwork um, which is very much what I think of when I play Battlefield. And so I don't think multiplayer identity has been the problem for Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get into the campaign. First, I'd like to talk a little bit about the multiplayer. Sure. Um, it's obviously, you know, different in in some significant ways from the previous Battlefield multiplayer campaigns, or uh, not campaigns, multiplayer modes. Um, because of the setting, which mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and some of the equipment available and stuff like that. Um, audiences for, for FPS franchises like this tend to be fairly migratory, I think. You know, you move from uh, one to the next because it's iterative in, 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 sure. in a large sense. Do you think that Battlefield fans are going to, fans of, you know, uh, to this point, Battlefield fans are going to migrate with this uh, as seamlessly because it seems like a pretty big jump? You know, I I don't. First, I don't think it really is that big a jump. I think that it is largely iterative as opposed to evolutionary. And it, and I think I touched on this in the review. I, it's, it's weird because where every other Battlefield game in the last however many years has been about evolution of technology, this is kind of a tonal shift. Mm-hmm. Like a, an, an, an idea of... Uh, subject matter rather than uh, like new gameplay mechanics. And so I don't know. It feels kind of like an expansion. Like the the Battlefield game it reminds me most of is actually Bad Company 2's expansion, Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam, 
um, mm. in that it takes the existing mechanics and understanding of the game and tweaks them a little bit and adds new weapons and stuff in a way that doesn't feel like a sequel. Does that seem like a missed opportunity to you? Because it, we've seen like uh, other action games that have added uh, some really like untraditional multiplayer modes based around their setting. Like the one that uh, sort of springs to mind for me is the, Spl- the Splinter Cell franchise. I think did a really good job with this sure. of like inventing new ways to play that made sense in this in this world. Um, Rainbow Six. I think has had some really good ones. Um, does it feel like a missed opportunity to not take advantage of this cops and robbers thing for a more uh, for something that's a, more of a departure? I think the cops and robbers stuff they're doing is more hamstrung just by its relationship to Battlefield. Um, I think that the the modes that they try to add to the game that that add the sort of heist element, which I think will be familiar to people who have played some other recent multiplayer shooters like Payday. Um, are undermined by its need to also be a battlefield game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be about smaller arms, like there are no tanks, but there are heavily armored vehicles with heavy caliber weapons mounted to them, and there are lots of explosives and explosions. And I feel like that that just sort of undercuts what they're trying to do with this idea of more intimate, small-scale cops and robbers kind of dynamics. Um, so... I think it is a missed opportunity, but almost in that it it doesn't feel like Visceral wanted to make a Battlefield game. They wanted to make something else, and what they've got is sort of stuck between those two identities. Obviously, game development takes a while, and uh, EA and, and Visceral um, didn't know what the climate of the, the, the country would be when this game was released. Um, it almost made me feel bad for them in a weird sort of way mm-hmm. it, or it would have if like it hadn't been so obviously precarious anyway but like while we were watching uh the presentation for battlefield during e3 i remember this really clearly uh while we were watching that presentation there was literally a like shootout uh, a manhunt in la where we were yep. uh between cops and and police like or sorry cops and 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 a uh a criminal of some sort uh uh uh, and it was like wow guys this is really a real i mean this is very hot right now literally like in a in a not just like a oh yeah that's it's a big deal right now but like in a it's a divisive topic um would how broadly speaking how does it handle the politics of of militarized police which is such a hot topic right now i mean its strategy is to not deal with it at all like it doesn't talk about any of that stuff whether in multiplayer which is honestly to me the sort of more offending element of it in that regard uh in that there's no context it's just cops and robbers shooting up neighborhoods and like you're playing as police with military weaponry um and and I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Like, there's an element of hypocrisy to that for us to complain about that and not sort of point out how horrifying the sort of nature of a game like Call of Duty: Modern Warfare at all are. Because right, yeah, like those are like military forces in other people's countries. But I, I mean, like, I, regardless, right? Yeah. Like, if you pull back the lens, no matter what it is if there's a basis in reality and it's people shooting other people, like there are people on earth that are 
like actually genuinely deal- sure. dealing with that. And you're absolutely right that there's a level of hypocrisy because it is, you know, because it it's in America, right? It's yeah. here on our home soil that we're dealing with it. So of course it seems, you know, but but like those are sort of cultural caveats. I think are always going to be. I mean, that's why you have these discussions, right? Rather than yeah. just saying this is bad or this is good. I, I think that uh, there was never going to be a good time to release this game in that regard because right. the the issues that have come to highlight news coverage over the last 12 to 18 months, they're not new. Like, people are just talking about them now. Uh, and it's been an ongoing problem for a while. Uh, and this game has been in development for a while. Um I think the multiplayer is the more sort of disturbing element of it in that in that regard. With regards to the campaign, uh, I mentioned it in my review. They go through some some pretty honestly hilarious gymnastics not to talk about police corruption or or the sort of like inherent issues of militarization of, of police in any meaningful way. And like their get out of jail free card is that all cops are dirty, like. It's that sort of cynical, which sucks because that also sucks, right? Like that sucks too because even though there have obviously been these issues, like there are also like I would guess a vast majority of police officers that are just out there doing a job, yeah, right? I, like, I mean, we're not. I don't think that we're at the part in that conversation where we can legitimately say not all cops because we haven't haven't had the the issues with militarized police discussion, but like it's. It's way of getting out of any sort of social commentary whatsoever is just to paint everyone in the game dirty, that there are no good guys, that there are just less bad guys, and to just sort of like milk that cynicism for all it's worth in the sort of interest of being what it wants. It, it wants to be a justified type of story. Uh, right. Like a serialized cop narrative. Um, and in that regard, I it succeeds in not talking about anything meaningful uh, and, and not being especially triggering except when it tips from TV show into Michael Bay movie. Right. Why would you say the multiplayer was ran more afoul of, of those sensibilities? There's no, there's no context at all. It's just uh, cops and robbers with assault weapons, destroying neighborhoods uh, and at war. Like, Cops at war is a really problematic kind of imagery. Um, and despite like what we just talked about as far as like hypocrisy with war games, I think that in particular militarized police at war with anything is a really weird f- kind of screwed up uh, imagery to depict. And it's much more like jingoistic in that regard. It's much more glorifying of the violence in that regard. Like, without any sort of narrative or emotional context to it. Um, let's talk about the, 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 the gameplay shift in the campaign, because mm-hmm. I was really caught off guard that this actually sounded like something I might want to play. There's a lot of really interesting, from, from your review, a lot of interesting stuff uh, that I was hoping you could t- talk about wh- where the gameplay actually is different because you are a police officer rather than uh, a soldier. Yeah, so... Uh, one of the things I mentioned in Battlefield 4 is that there's no silent takedowns, to say nothing of non-lethal takedowns, which is something that is immediately remedied in Hardline. Uh, if you approach a, quote, suspect when they can't see you and hit the left bumper, you flash your badge. 
uh, and I think uh, the GameSpot reviewer made a very clever comparison uh, in pointing out that it's like showing a cross to a vampire, like they're rendered powerless by this flashing <laughs> of your badge. Uh, and you can do it with up to three suspects, uh, and if you have them powerless and walk up to them, you can click in the stick and arrest them. Like, it handcuffs them and put, throws them to the ground. Um, and there's a balancing act to, to be made there, because you have to keep your gun on everyone, uh, or someone will get ideas, and there's like a little red thing that fills up, and if it fills up all the way, they'll go for the gun, and the, re- the arrest will end, and everyone will know that you're there. That's so, until you arrest them, right? After yeah. you arrest them, they're neutralized. Exactly. So you, like... Can you shoot them after they've been arrested? Uh, You know, I never tried, but I wouldn't be surprised if you could. Well, you're not a sick, broken person, but I'm curious. Yeah, that's that's a good question, actually. I don't know. Uh, I guess I could fire up the game and find out. That's um, all right. We're kind of doing this podcast. Uh, So... You know, I, I think that that is interesting. And so that, in turn, uh, along with this, uh, like, camera phone thing that you have that lets you scan and mark targets and a different kind of level design to make things like sort of self-contained environments that you move around in makes it a lot like a stealth game in that regard. Like, there's a lot of exploration and sort of investigation in a, in a way that almost reminds me of a Rainbow Six game, like a modern Rainbow Six game as opposed to a Battlefield game. And honestly, that's the most success that I've seen Battlefield have in a single-player capacity in a really long time. Um, does it? How did you sort of play through? Did you try to arrest everybody you could, or what was your approach? Uh, generally, I tried to arrest as many people as I could. Like I, That's how I tend to play stealth games. Uh, and this, I think, at its heart, wants to be that kind of game. Uh so I would do a lot of trial and error to try to arrest as many people as possible. But eventually, like, I can't do that with everything because, I mean, just from a practical perspective, I'm reviewing the game and didn't have a lot of time with a single player. So mm-hmm. I needed to get through parts of the game faster than doing it nonviolently would. Uh, but the thing to remember is that, like, you actually can't get through the game nonviolently. There are points where you have to kill people, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer. But whatever. That's just the game. Um, on the normal and the hard difficulty, which is what the game encourages you to play on, I don't think that most people will be able to finish it without shooting people when there's a choice between uh, incapacitation and violence. Because, again, its nature as a Battlefield game occasionally feels like it undermines what it is or what it wants to be, what Visceral wanted to make. Um, And... And that's kind of a bummer because this stealth game that it could have been is much more interesting than the Battlefield game that it is anchored by. Well, do you think that it could have been that like Hardline could have been more successful had it not been tied to the Battlefield franchise? Um, more successful as a creative work? Yes. More successful as a product for EA to sell? No, not at all. Like it's, I think that this is a way for them to buy time for DICE to both kick off all their Star Wars projects and also to make another Battlefield game that is hopefully more well-received than Battlefield 4 was. Um, was there enough in here that left you hoping that they returned to this as a uh, the, this, this world and this sort of concept, like alternating years, I guess, between uh, military and, and hardline? I think it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger. Um, and I think that there... There's some pretty successful character stuff that they do that would make me want to see those characters in something else. Um, I think that the story is not super interesting. Um, 
But I think that there is groundwork there that they could follow to make something better with the second game. Um, the question is whether or not they will. Mm-hmm. I've got a question here from Alan who says, if I haven't played a Battlefield game since BF3, should I go back to 4 or go with Hardline? Um, you know, it's weird. I would wait a week or two to see how it shakes out, but I don't see the player base abandoning Battlefield 4 for Hardline, honestly. I just don't think that it's going to happen. I think that there are a lot more maps, a lot more interesting maps, like a more dedicated sort of Battlefield experience with 4 than there is with Hardline. So that's my inclination is to think that that's where people will stay. Mark says, although the game differentiates itself from BF4 and 3, do you feel like Hardline is just a placeholder until Battlefront's release this winter? Um, hmm. I mean, I think that it was supposed to be a placeholder for Battlefield when it released last fall, and right. it wasn't ready. Um, I think that it was an attempt to give a talented developer a franchise that would sell, which is a problem that Dead Space struggled with a little bit. Um, I think that uh, EA would love it if they had another developer they could get Battlefield games to so they could have DICE incubate other projects and do tech development for all of EA's games. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be that or not. Uh, why not just give them Mirror's Edge? Right? <laughs> That's give DICE's this- baby, though. Give Visceral Mirror's Edge. Also, I mean, Visceral isn't new to Battlefield. Visceral has worked on Battlefield 3 DLC. They did a big part of the Battlefield 4 campaign, which made me a little cautious about Battlefield Hardline, uh, and also some of its multiplayer. So this isn't a new thing for them. This is just their first chance to do something on their own. Do you think the Hardline multiplayer is... To to return to the question of somebody who's who's been out of the franchise for a while, um, because that that certainly describes me... um, do you think that there's a lot is there a lot of like carryover legacy and skill sets with with hardline that like if you haven't been playing battlefield games you're going to feel uh left behind or is it a decent jumping off point from that perspective uh i think that but hardline doesn't solve any of the sort of balance issues that have plagued battlefield since three and so i don't i think that you could be very lost jumping into the game here uh Including, like, things that are clearly glitches that have never properly been solved, like snipers aiming through walls and stuff like Mm. that. So I I think that uh, a newcomer or a a long-time absentee from the Battlefield franchise will feel a little overwhelmed jumping into this uh, compared to, like, I mean, I don't think that this is any more approachable than Battlefield 4. Mm-hmm. this is sort of an esoteric question, but I'm going to ask anyway. You gave, you gave the game uh, the the game received a seven, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but talking to you now, like you seem a, li- a little bit down on it. Like, what were the things that like worked for you well enough to to? Because seven for us is pretty good. Yeah. Um, what what worked for you about Hardline? Uh, I think that overall, its sort of mission structure and stealth stuff works pretty well, and the pacing of the campaign is also something that works really well. There, there are some pretty smart ideas with the way they handle the story, and sort of in in a nod to its sort of episodic uh, sort of aspirations with regards to television, episodes end with a next time on and begin with a previously on, like, to catch people up. 
I really like that. I do I wish too. More ga- I like that in Alan Wake. I've always liked that. I'm looking forward to it in uh, Quantum Break. I think uses a similar structure. Mm-hmm. I've always liked that structure. Yeah. So I think that like it is a very playable single player game, uh, and I think that like there's competent multiplayer there. I just think that it's also the lowest score. It's the least positive review I've given a Battlefield game uh, ever with the exception of the updates that I had to give for four because it stopped functioning. Um, so I think it is the, it's, it's a perfectly fine action game and it succeeds and it does some really interesting stuff. It's not perfect. It fumbles some of its execution. I also think it's the least essential battlefield game possibly since 2142. Uh, speaking of those technical questions, just because battlefield four left, uh, a lot of them uh, 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 pro- has there. Did you have any issues? Obviously, uh, and can you talk a little about about the sort of environment in which you reviewed it, and if you've sort of heard anything since then, or had any issues or anything? Uh, so this was sort of a weird experience for EA and everybody else in that this is the first Battlefield game to re- be released after EA Access, uh, which is their sort of membership thing that gets you free games and also gets you early access to all of their games. So uh, a week before release, the Xbox One version went online, uh, the multiplayer Which, by version. the way, if EA Access was just a stealth way of doing stress tests yeah. before a game launches, I'm, like, way into it. I think yeah. that's such a great idea. So, I, I mean, if you, if you pay for EA Access, you got 10 hours of the full multiplayer experience on Xbox One. And a lot of people were playing. Uh, so, so that was one sort of benefit there. Uh, and also they did betas that seemed to function pretty well and were not in any way broken or screwed up the way the battlefield fours were. Um, and also, uh, but I mean, but provisionally speaking, which is what we put on the review, uh, battlefield four didn't collapse at first. It took a little bit before it totally crapped the bed. Uh, Mm -hmm. and the the bulk of the multiplayer time I spent with the game were on local servers on debug PlayStation 4s. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have an idea of what the multiplayer is as far as its mechanics, but I don't think that I know for sure that it's going to work. Uh, and it did experience some day one issues on Xbox One that EA attributed to a distributed denial of service attack. So mm-hmm. since then, I haven't heard anyone complain about it, and I feel like with Battlefield in particular, that's something that would happen. Uh, so, so far, so good, seemingly. Great. Well, Arthur, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, uh, appreciate your time. And thanks to you for, for listening to the show. If you get a second to go give us a rating or review on iTunes, we'd, we'd sure appreciate it. A subscription would be great. Or just share the link. It's iTunes.com forward slash quality control. If you've enjoyed the program and uh, would like to share with a friend, that'd be awesome. Uh, we got a lot more stuff for you on Polygon.com. I bet there's some videos of uh, Battlefield Hardline, if you want to see that, I know I think Griffin uploaded like a forty-minute-long uh, thing from from the campaign, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's all at Polygon.com, waiting for you, or on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/Polygon. Uh, until the, the next time, we have a game to talk about. What do you think that'll be, Arthur? This week we got we got on the on the docket. I think you're going to be talking about Bloodborne next. Oh, Bloodborne! Can't wait. I'm looking forward to that one, and uh, uh, I hope to see you there. Until next time, for Arthur Geese, I'm Justin McElroy, and thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.